Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. I acknowledge you for being kind and selfless. Thank you very much. You know, here, let me pin this on your chest. If it's not vulnerable, it doesn't really work. And vulnerability takes a kind of effort. It's, it's, it's an effort to have an open heart or a presence, or it's not always easy, especially in the world that we live in. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Great leaders help the people they manage embrace rigorous accountability. But to do that, the people they manage have to feel seen and they have to feel safe. But most of us don't choose to be leaders, and we certainly weren't taught how to be leaders in school. So we reluctantly end up learning on the job. We're thrust into a position where we have to learn how to be vulnerable with ourselves and put others in a situation where they feel safe and vulnerable. Or we can fail. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd really love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. As you were describing your experience with this that you're currently going through with this client, I was my mind was wandering back to a couple of different clients and also uh, that I've had interaction with, some, some difficult interaction, and also one with uh, recently with an employee of mine. Uh, but I think the one that maybe relates somewhat is um, it's going back about three or four months now. Uh, we had a a client that we were doing some work in their basement. Things seemed to be going along pretty well, but at some point the communication seemed to break down, and and all of a sudden we started to get. Uh, I started to hear these uh, complaints, and it got it, it degenerated pretty quickly. There was accusations from from her about us, uh, you know, doing shoddy work, trying to get away with stuff uh, not in the contract that we hadn't performed in the contract, and that we were trying to hide things from the building inspector. A lot, a lot of things. It was got, got pretty serious. Challenging your integrity. Yeah, which is so, one of your biggest gifts. That must have been uncomfortable. It, it was. It was very uncomfortable, and. Um, I could see there was a lot of places in our company where individuals, including myself, made bad choices. I could see that I wasn't... She had got to the point where she said, you're not getting your last payment. Ooh. There was still a little bit of work had to be done. And I decided to go myself and take care of that work. And um, I prepared myself how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And I decided that I was going to do the work, be respectful, make sure that she 
agreed that the work was done to her specifications and just listened. And I came really close at one point to defending myself. I may have started to, but I squelched it because my plan was to not to not defend myself. Mm-hmm. And I I must have listened to her for 15 or 20 minutes um, vent on how upset she was mm. and all the things that she thought we did wrong and how she had been treated without respect. And uh, some fair amount of that was repeating things she had already said. Mm. Mostly I listened, but every now and then I said, well, I, I, I can see how upset you are. And I think if I were in your position, I would be upset too. Mm. Empathy. And I just basically took it. Mm-hmm. And it was not easy. Mm-hmm. But I knew that it, there was no way, well, I shouldn't say, I believed that there was no way that I could change her mind, even if, some, even if I would have been justified, and that the best thing would be to take my lumps and try to learn from it. Yeah, and it might have been detrimental to even try to change your mind, so you, you were being practical. Yes. Uh, yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, the the good news is that my production manager was the one who on the next the next company meeting was actually the one that brought up the idea of asking the guys that have worked on the job what can we learn from this experience that's huge wonderful that is huge yeah. um, so I give him a lot of credit for that even though there was a point at which he expressed a belief that nothing could have been different on one aspect but. Anyway, I, I thought it was great yeah, uh, well for him to do that. And um, he was unsatisfied with the response he got from the carpenters. He, he was hoping that they would, in a sense, join him in the idea of what can we learn from this? It, you know, even though we can say that, that this client was unreasonable to a, to a fault, there are still things that we didn't do right that we should be learning from. And, and uh, so he was... He was disappointed. And he, in fact, even weeks later, he said, I just, I, there's, I know that there was more that we could have learned from this. I just wish we, we, we had. Even so. better that he was dissatisfied with the response from his carpenters. That, that's even more exciting because that means yeah, exactly. he's really hungry to know. Yeah. And congratulations on having the emotional fortitude to bear all that upset from the client. And it helps now just remembering it now and, and remembering his, his response to all that. Reminds me again that for the things that have frustrated and angered me that he's done, he it shows me that he still his heart is in the right place and that um, he has a, an asset to the company. Mm-hmm. For sure, despite these shortcomings that I that I tend to focus on sometimes. So, for sure, thanks, Peter. Now I saw some great messaging on Slack about the impact of reflecting being on people. I know some of you have been having a good time with that. Nobody wants to quell about themselves and how... I I used a Yiddish word there. That's pretty unusual. Does that call you to action? Oh, you let us us quell about how wonderful you're doing. I'm laughing at that, Joseph. Thank you, Tiffany. See, it worked. (laughs) Yeah, it worked. I'm going to quell on. Um, So I I just loved... This has been like... A, um, a real breakthrough for me that the essence, it's something that I have been, lo- I've been looking for a tool to give my managers and help my managers be more 
feel more safe to hold people accountable. And I, I believe this is the golden ticket because I know how it feels to do it. And I just practiced it just really intentionally this week. And, and I just saw it just open people's, just a couple people's eyes just like lit up. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, there was one young woman who had been doing her first day on the, um, on the sandwich line and it was really busy and she had never done it before. And I was like, oh man, I could easily just like, she could get really reamed here because she was not doing a great job, but she really cared and she really showed that she cared. And I went up to her afterwards. I said, that was really hard. And you, throughout all of it, you, you still just kept your center, which is that you care and you, I see it in everything you do. And she, she, I'm sure it was a product of having gone through the weeds on a really busy lunch rest, but she was really, really touched. And I could see that she was seen and, and it, it felt good. Like I, I can't remember who said on the channel that it feels like maybe it was you, Deborah. Just it's as good for me as it is for as for it is for them in sharing. Yeah. This and I just love the simplicity of it. And I think the point that I was about to make about my managers is I I am feeling like this is a way to teach. It's a simple simple tool that I can teach them, and I think that they'll be able to translate that and use it in a way um, not only to see people, which is the most important, but also to feel safe that they're justified in you in being a little bit more. Um, rigorous in their accountability. Yes. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Thank you for the segue, Tiffany. And thank you for, as always, taking the principles and practices to heart and uh, assiduously using using them and joyfully in your life. I appreciate that about you. Thank you. Uh, And keep this practice close, you guys. It's super easy to do. And I can tell you from my own experience, it's super easy to forget. So... This is the kind of thing that it's a good idea to quantify. You know, just keep a posted somewhere, or there's an I use an iPhone app called Strides to track things like this, uh, where you can just very quickly hash mark. Okay, did it three times a day? Did it one time a day? Whatever it was, so that there's some system that reminds you. We're going to talk more about that when we get into metrics systems for doing that. But uh, yeah, keep it keep it on your heart. It's not something you want to stop doing. And the more you do it, the more fun and, and uh, easy it gets. But it never stops being vulnerable. Uh, if it stops being vulnerable, then you're not really doing it. Because, of course, there's non-vulnerable ways of doing this. I acknowledge you for being kind and selfless. Thank you very much. You know, here, let me pin this on your chest. If it's not vulnerable, it doesn't really work. And vulnerability takes a kind of effort. It's, it's, it's an effort to have an open heart. And... Um, or a presence, or it's not always easy, especially in the world that we live in. Okay, any any last anything before we dive in today? Just uh, I'll mention my own experience this week. I, Please, I, I've been a little um, down on myself that I that I didn't really enter into this wholeheartedly, but I will say that on two occasions uh, this week, I I did talk to two of my employees. One just a, a half an hour ago, and one two days ago. And just mentioned that I was I appreciated the the effort and the care that they put into what they were doing. I know I'm avoiding it, and so I'm thinking, okay, well, this is the cue to be curious, isn't it? And so that is an, an inquiry that I'm working on next. Cool. Is, what is what is it that that why am I avoiding this? What am I? What's going on? Is it a shame thing? Who knows what it is, mm-hmm. but. I know that I I believe in it. I mean, the, your your presentation last week was very convincing and inspiring. 
And so there's got to be a reason why I'm not jumping in wholeheartedly. So because um, I, I can see just like what Tiffany said, and I think what uh, both uh, Deborah and Kurt said on Slack, their experiences were so positive that I want that too. Cool. I, I love that you want that. And sometimes the best way to find out and express the curiosity of what's in my way is just to do it and do it. And with the intention of discovering out, discovering what the resistance is. It's a, it's a vulnerability thing for me, Peter. For me too. That's why the, the reason I think Brene Brown, one of the reasons why Brene Brown is so popular and wonderful is that she teaches about the power of vulnerability while talking about how much she hates it. <laughs> you know, she's got this wonderful story about the reluctant social scientist who was trying to discover, I forget what exactly, and then sort of accidentally stumbled across vulnerability as being, you know, this important quality that connects to these other indicators. And so she's, she's you know, I think reluctant heroes are some of the coolest archetypes in our world. That's why I've always loved Spider-Man since I was a kid, because he's a reluctant hero who feels like he has to, even though he's playing victim to his uncle's death. Other story. Psychodynamics of superheroes, don't get me started. But uh, yeah, reluctant superheroes, because to me, leaders are almost always reluctant heroes, right? They didn't seek to, well, I want to show people how to be in this world and be a paragon of virtue and you know, lead people. That's not how most leaders happen. They're either people with a lot of ideas who really want to make them happen, or they're people who don't want to work for someone else and go, well, I might as well do this myself. And then leadership just sort of shows up as like, hi, you have to figure me out. (laughs) And they're like, oh, crap. I have to be responsible for every movement I make, every syllable I utter, the tones, the way I influence people. I've got to be on 100% of the time. And, and take responsibility for people's authority projections on me and, you know, my innermost psychology. Nobody signs up for that. You just fall into it. So to me, in one way, leadership is almost always reluctant to that degree because you can't know what you're getting into until you're in it. And then it's too late. Well, you can always choose out, but usually you want to keep going. But many people quit. You guys all know people who've closed their businesses and gotten a job, right? People do that. Or, uh, you know, uh, an auto mechanic who, you know, grows the business, has a bunch of employees, realizes they hate managing people and goes back to just being a solo practitioner, right? That's everywhere. So it's not for everyone. And, you know, it'd be great if there was a high school course, course that taught us like, here's a little bit about leadership and why you should be wary of it. But then again, if that happened, maybe nobody would start businesses. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. 
Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.